From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. Today we're honoring a legendary politician who throughout her career prioritized gender and racial equity in education. Not only was she the first woman of color and Asian American woman to serve in Congress, she was also a major author of Title IX. Let's talk about Patsy Mink. Patsy Matsu Takemoto was born in Paya, Maui, Hawaii Territory on December 6, 1927. Patsy's grandparents emigrated from Japan to work in Hawaii's sugar plantations. Growing up as a third-generation Japanese-American, Patsy witnessed heavy discrimination towards Japanese-Americans and indigenous Hawaiians. When Patsy was 14 years old, fighter jets bombed Pearl Harbor. Patsy's father was subsequently taken by authorities one night and heavily questioned. Though her dad returned safely the next day, Patsy's family lived in fear from that point on. Patsy later said that that moment made her realize that one couldn't take citizenship and the promise of the U.S. Constitution for granted. Patsy graduated from Maui High School as both class president and valedictorian. She went on to study at two different colleges in the mainland U.S. before moving back to Hawaii. In 1948, Patsy graduated from the University of Hawaii with a bachelor's in chemistry and zoology. Patsy's original career goal was to become a physician, but no medical school would accept her. So she decided to change career paths and instead pursued law. She applied to University of Chicago's law school and accidentally got accepted as a foreign student. At the time, Patsy was one of only two women in her class. In 1951, Patsy earned her JD and married graduate student John Francis Mink. A year later, the couple had their only child. Patsy faced a lot of discrimination for being a working mother and having an interracial marriage. Many major Chicago law firms rejected her application, so her family relocated to Honolulu. In 1953, Patsy became the first Japanese-American and woman to pass the bar and practice law in Hawaii. But many law firms in Hawaii still turned her away. Instead, Patsy went into private practice and taught business law at the University of Hawaii. It was during this time that Patsy's career in politics began she became increasingly involved in the growing Democratic Party in pre-statehood Hawaii. In 1956, Patsy was elected to Hawaii's territorial House of Representatives. Hawaii became a state in 1959, and Patsy won a seat in Hawaii State Senate three years later. In 1964, Patsy won a heated election to the U.S. House of Representatives. During her tenure, Patsy pushed for inclusive legislation on affordable child care, special education, and bilingual schooling. We wouldn't have a national Head Start program or even professional sabbaticals for teachers without Patsy's legislative work. One of Patsy's most notable accomplishments was co-writing and sponsoring the Title IX Education Amendments of 1972, which requires public schools and universities to give all students equal treatment in education, regardless of gender. I came to Congress, joined the Education and Labor Committee, and we began to realize that 
Although we had statutes on the books about equality and opportunity for everyone, that girls and women were being left out systematically. And Patsy didn't stop there. In 1972, Patsy became the first Asian-American woman to run a presidential campaign. She ran on an anti-Vietnam War platform that garnered a lot of attention, even after she withdrew. Patsy then took a hiatus from Congress, but came back in 1990 to defend the social welfare and gender-equitable policies she helped create in the 1960s and 70s. In the mid-1990s, Patsy and her colleagues created the Congressional Asian Pacific American Caucus. She continued to serve in Congress until she passed away on September 28, 2002, from pneumonia. Patsy posthumously won her congressional election that November. Patsy was a prolific politician and activist. She worked diligently to expand education and civil liberties for women and underprivileged communities. She often felt that she was serving a dual role in Congress, supporting both her district and the total population. All month, we're going back to school, honoring champions of education. For more on why we're doing what we're doing, check out our newsletter, Womanica Weekly. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. As always, we'll be taking a break for the weekend. Talk to you on Monday. This month of Encyclopedia Womanica is proudly supported by UNC Greensboro. Founded as a women's college in 1891, UNC Greensboro presents She Can, We Can, Beyond the Women's Suffrage Centennial. Through performances, films, lectures, and concerts, UNCG examines how the decisions from our past affect us today. Join the experience and learn more at shecanwecan.uncg.edu.